Hello and welcome to the HRW podcast where we talk about all things recruitment including talent trains, best practices, the challenges our industry faces in an ever-changing professional environment and the future of hiring and retaining talent in the workplace. Join us as we explore this and more with guests from all industries and get insight into the dynamic industry that is recruitment. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of new episodes released monthly. Hi everyone, my name is Isla. I'm a senior associate at Wolf Murray Search, which is a division of the HRW Recruitment Group. Today is a very exciting day because we are shooting our pilot episode of our HRW Group podcast. Um, today we have a very special person with us, Ryan Wolfhart. Ryan Wolfhart is one of the directors of the HRW Group, founder and director of Wolf Murray Search, and is recently heading up our talent mapping division. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Isla. What a lovely little introduction there. Cool. Lovely to have you, Ryan. So um, could you maybe tell us a bit about your background? I mean, it's, it's quite diverse. There's quite a lot to talk about. So should we have it from the horse's mouth? Sure. No problem. So firstly, thank you for this. Um, it's quite exciting being able to do a podcast with you and the team. And yeah, so this is, um, I've been in recruitment for almost 20 years now. Wow. Um, for my sins in some ways, <laughs> but it's, it's um, really exciting. But I've kind of worked in-house, external, and also had a lot of time internationally. It really is a passion of mine. Um, I just love helping people. And I know what we're speaking about today is even further. Um, Absolutely. A big passion of mine in terms of how we can help people find the right people, because I do think that the industry needs a little bit of a shake-up no, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, with 20 years of recruitment experience, I think you can sort of talk about contingency in your sleep, right? Yeah. And for me, you're kind of like the definition of the been there, done that, and definitely got the t-shirt kind of guy. And the gray hairs. <laughs> definitely, that is, that is something that comes with it. So, you know, with all that experience, you know, like I say, you can talk about contingency, but lately, I mean, you just light up when we talk about talent mapping. So, you know, can you tell us a bit about a talent mapping, what it is, and yeah. Sure. So, I mean, talent mapping is fairly new or an uneducated recruitment process within the South Africa markets, but definitely more well-known internationally. Um, I would like to say it's more of a hybrid brand, um, blend between your traditional search and then your contingency. So we all know contingency where you go out there, you get a mandate, you send a couple of CVs yeah. and hopefully one of them come right at the end of the process. And then your searches are generally going into the markets, doing a lot of desktop research to identify yeah. who you can use um, on a more wider scope to then find the most perfect person. So telemapping is a, a blend between the two. And also a very cost-effective way if you're a bit scared of the, the figures of search when they come to invoicing time. Um, so yeah, with regards to the telemapping, we literally go out there and identify the client's need, as you would in a normal brief, and find out exactly what they're looking for, yeah. and then promote or go find out businesses that we can go target. So we come up with a list of target businesses yeah. that could be in the industry or in parallel industries, and literally go out there and focus on getting that talent. The cool thing about mappings is um, a couple of things. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a mapping all the time. I would probably only use it in these three kind of examples. And one would be a critical skill set. Yeah. So a critical skill set is 
we need a CEO of a business, um, that kind of level, but you need one in the next five weeks. That's yeah. when I'd kind of go out and, and use the mapping. A scarce skill set. So right now we're seeing a lot of um, finance roles wanting data exposure. So data analysts that oh, are CASAs, big thing. Big right? Big thing these days, oh, right? definitely. Um, which is also, you know, new to the market. Um, that would be a good opportunity to do mapping. It may be something you don't understand that market that well, or is there any of? And then also the last one would be if we have a consistent need of the same skill set. So you might be building a finance team or you might be building a marketing team and you need three or four or five of the same people. Those would kind of be the examples of when a talent mapping would really, really work for your organization. It sounds a bit like, you know, the client is getting a lot more than just those three or four CVs that they traditionally get when they reach out to a number of agencies. Um, you know, of course, I think the goal is to obviously find this individual that they're looking for. But, you know, what else can they get from a mapping? Um, you know, we've, we've spoken a little bit about how they get a bit more insight. What kind of insight is that? And how do we look at that? How does it come across to the clients? Sure. So, good, very good question. I mean, besides the kind of methodology, so if we'd go out there and look at 70 to 100 businesses that house the skill sets, the differential factors, I think, in the beginning, is not a, it's not just desktop research. So, traditional methods are going to LinkedIn, using job portals to find these candidates, and then approaching them, etc. We don't just use that. We do use desktop research to start off with, but we find ways and means to actually go and find those individuals that are maybe hiding from a social network. Those purple unicorns we all talk about, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> and we speak to the markets. So we find them by going to the markets, speaking to individuals maybe in their team or hiring managers that maybe house these individuals and then connect with them and speak to them about their interests, if they're interested in meeting with our clients, why their skills are relevant, and learn more about the market as well. It's so cool because we actually learn so much more about the market and that skill sets, but also we tap into your competitors' kind of um, brains as well, which, which that definitely does help. So it's more thorough. Um, the reporting that we get, we, we give out reports every single week, so we don't disappear. Um, you literally get a report on people that are ready to engage with you on yeah. a weekly basis for the for the duration of the mapping. So, so sorry, you no can problem. you can run a recruitment process while you're doing your research. Absolutely. Um, avoid any delays. Is that is that am I understanding correctly? Hundred percent. So while the mapping takes place, you can engage with candidates, take them through your recruitment process. This this saves you time as well. Yeah. It also gives you an opportunity to change the steer of the mapping. So let's say you've met one or two candidates off the mapping and you don't really think that that maybe is hitting the mark. We then get an opportunity to change it. Maybe you're looking for someone that's a bit more senior yeah. or maybe someone that doesn't have that ideal skill set but maybe has more EQ or whatever the example is. So we can refine that mapping as we go along through the process but definitely don't hold the process so you can start interviewing and engaging with the markets. Um, another good thing about the mapping process is because we meet with the markets, we find out it's great insights. So we can actually give you demographic true information on how many AIC candidates are in that position within. Very relevant. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of examples around people wanting AIC but not knowing if there is. We'll tell you if there is. Also, we can cut that up into gender splits as well. So it is definitely a data-driven recruitment process. So you're not only looking for the best, but you're finding a, a lot about your market themselves. And when you're making the hire, you know 100% that that is your hire. Yeah, that yeah. this is our right person. Yeah. So that's awesome. And and Ryan, do 
Do you find it quite surprising, like you mentioned the AIC thing, do you find it surprising that actually, you know, okay, cool, we can find this person that you feel confident that there is this person in the market. And when you go out there and do the research, are you sometimes surprised by what comes up and, and are your clients surprised and do they take what you're saying on board and, and sort of change their thinking around who the person's going to be? Absolutely. I mean, it, more so than finding people and creating a talent pipeline, I forgot to mention, you don't just get one of the purple unicorns, you might get 10 in one mapping. So you kind of foolproof your future pipeline for that particular role. And the information stays true for about two years. Why I say that is because people move on, they change careers. We've heard about the great resignation. They may not want to do that anymore, but you ultimately have built up a pipeline for that difficult, scarce, critical position for the next couple of years so you should be good but with regards to insights in your question the insights sometimes bear more fruit than the actual finding the, the candidates there's a couple of examples yeah. we have a we have a client in nigeria that was looking for a certain skill set, and we found the skill sets but we also found that their biggest competitor from a marketing perspective was telling the market in nigeria that they were the biggest in that field wow. um they were but what the, what the research gave us was that they were the biggest by temp hires, not permanent, permanent hires that they had in the organization. So interesting. Very interesting. So that, that business actually went out there and countered that marketing um, campaign with we are the biggest with permanent headcounts and actually one more business. So that's one example of, of the research really working. The other one is we work with um, various banks or all the banks in South Africa and their barriers to entry were quite sticky. They had a big yeah. vac vacancy list for many, many years and weren't understanding how they could not place these roles. Mm. Um, we found out it's because their actual barriers to entry were too high. So they were looking for two different qualifications for people to come in. Um, we found out that they traditionally, people that come into this role don't have two. They have the one and then they get the other. Um, we took that to Exco and they changed their methodology on hiring for that, that particular position. And now their Amazing. vacancy numbers are down. So that is, wow. that is more than what they actually warranted for trying to find the right person for that position. Amazing. I mean, it's very impressive. And, and to me, it comes across as it's not really only a recruitment and HR tool. It's actually a business tool. This insight, I mean, these reports that you, you say you give on a, on a weekly basis, and I saw what it looks like at the end of a mapping is, is probably used across a business. Have you, have you seen instances of that? I mean, it sounds like you've spoken about a bit of practical experience mm. where, like you say, Exco's had a look at what you've done yeah. and really taken it on board. Absolutely. So they've taken on all those insights. We also, we, when we repair the pack and you get your candidates that are relevant for the role, you get the businesses that we've gone into, we give you little gems on what your competitors are doing. But more than that, we've also found that with our, our, our kind of insights, which we actually pack right now in video format as well. Amazing. So you're not just going to have to read it off a pack. We do present it in video, for, uh, video format with infographics. That is used wow. for the business all the way around. So mm. we're finding a lot of traction in the way we report back to that as well, not just actually the, the mandate of finding the person. So there is a lot of use for it. The other thing that I forgot to mention is that it's also the same cost as a, as a normal hire. So, you know, if you looked at your traditional fees, we work it out on that. And yes, the research fees played up front, but we minus the research fee from the placement fee. Yeah. So not only are you getting the one person you wanted times 10 for the talent pipelining perspective, but you're also getting all these insights that can help you with the future of your business and where you're going to hire or what the gaps are. Um, 
the other good wins of this is market bench, uh, benchmarking salaries. So sometimes when it comes to salaries, we don't know if we're paying our people the right amounts. Yeah. And what this gives you is what your competitors are paying for that role. Um, this is also very helpful when bonus it's round so or increase round comes around and you know if you're a bit high or a bit low and that aids in staff retention or attrition as well. Yeah. So if you know you're paying A the right amount of money, he's going to stay there. If you're paying too much, you also can you can cut that back as well. So there are many, many useful um, data, data points that come out of this mapping that you can use for, for kind of securing your workforce or securing your workforce planning. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely it speaks to, to what you said. It is, you know, a very holistic solution and you're making the most informed choice from from race to gender to skill set to qualifications, mm. um, you know, and, and like you mentioned, salary, which I think is so important and a bit of a stop sign for, for certain recruitment processes, yeah. you know. Um, and, and Ryan, I mean, the one thing I want to ask you about is it sounds like it's a lot of work. You know, you talk about yeah. the, the target list of businesses and I think for different sectors or industries that could be huge. Um, you know, so, so you must have quite a, quite a team behind you. Um, can you tell us about your research team, uh, sure. what they do, how they do it, um, you know, who are your right hands? Sure. Well, I mean, we have a, we're very lucky to have a very experienced um, research team. Um, you know, a couple of individuals have been in research for majority of their life as well, and particularly within recruitment as well. So not only research within, you know, um, different fields, but focusing on recruitment in research. So we do understand people that understand the process, how yeah. to find people, how to find them. Also, with regards to our, our team, we have very good interviewers. So people that go out there and unearth this talent is not just matching a person to a spec, but building a knowledge yeah. and a relationship with the person you're speaking to, to listen to their wants. Yeah, and getting like the sort of, if I could say, hardcore data, the stuff about the competitors, how the structure of the business is. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's quite a process. And I can imagine, you know, with the volume of people that we probably end up in a mapping, mm. um, you know, it's important to have that skill in a researcher. Exactly. The other thing is, I mean, we find out things about what the market thinks of the clients. I think we always think that our brands are the best brands and people have got no issues with us. But it's really, really, um, it's quite a good tool when, when we find this from the market and go, well, maybe that, that business unit is not well represented or maybe the head of that business unit is amazing. Yeah. People really want to work for it. So you know exactly where you're sitting in the market. Because I think when we're working in our businesses, we're always inwards. Um, but what mapping gives you is a full fo full focus and scope of what's external and what people think of your business as well. And that, again, is so useful. Absolutely. I mean, it just sounds terrific. I think there's so many different questions and, and um, you know, stuff that I, I'd like to chat about. Um, and I think um, just on, on timelines, you know, we, we touched on that in the beginning. Mm. How long does the mapping usually take? We know sure. that you, you can, you know, start your process as you go and, like you say, change certain requirements. Mm. But how long generally does a, does a research project take? Sure. So it all depends on the scope of the role and how hard or easy it is to find these individuals. But we kind of scope it out into geographies. So if it was a local search, it could take anything between four to six weeks. Um, if we're looking somewhere 
internationally. It could go up to eight weeks. It all depends on where we have to find. You know, in some instances, we've had to go to different different continents and globes to find diaspora there and yeah. bring them back. So that does take a little bit long in terms of, you know, your timelines, also, you know, um, time zones, etc. trying to have a conversation with these people. But ultimately, the process is the first week is identifying with your client what businesses we're going to go target. Yeah, That's quite a cool process because your clients engage with you. They can tell you where these people were found. So we don't then think that is where they are. They tell us, this is where I think you're going to find them. That's the first week. We also then use that week to come up with the same questionnaires. So one questionnaire that'll cover the whole market. Why yeah. we use one questionnaire for every candidate is because we don't want a gap in any research or what do we find? We want to make sure we ask every candidate the same line of questions all the time. Then from week two to four, we'll go out there and see the market. We'll engage with them. We'll speak to them yeah. um, and find out all these um, nuances about if they're interested in the clients, as well as all the information that I've spoken about in the past. We report back to you every single week from week two to week four. And every week, you'll see your, your kind of candidate list grow of candidates that are interested in you, candidates want to work with you, candidates are engaged. So from week two, you can start engaging with the markets, which is pretty cool. So you can start meeting the people and your hiring process can take as long or as, or as slow as, as you want to in, yeah. the, in the beginning. And then after week, week four, week five, we then present insights to you. And those little gems that I've just spoken about, and what the market thinks of you, the data, yeah. your salaries, or your benchmarking your salaries, what's the demographics, uh, what's the gender splits, et cetera, et cetera. Also, in some cases, and I didn't mention this, the clients want to do their own recruitment. So they just want to build a talent pipeline. Yeah. They want to go out there and engage the market themselves. Absolutely. We'll create that, that, that um, universe or pipeline of relevant candidates and then they can use that information to go as and when to contact those people. That Fantastic. also works really well. Um, then we just don't drive the recruitment process at the end, but they use the data and we actually go as far to set up times of the candidates meeting with the clients so that they can start that engagement process as well. So yeah, it's quite thorough. Absolutely. And, and people like videos, right? So I suppose you get yeah. a little bit more buy-in. Um, you know, I think maybe HR, well, HR is perceived as maybe a boring, sure. you know, task. So I love the, the idea of the videos and, and the way you guys are doing that. I'd, I'd love to actually see how that comes out. Um, but Ryan, I mean, you're, we foc I just want to focus on the, the first week that you, you spoke about with that target list. Mm. Um, you know, you, obviously it's an engagement with the clients and I'm sure people normally know who their competitors are and where you must look but have you ever had an instance where the client really says I don't know sure. you know and and how do you get past that it happens all the time so you know that's why that first week's very important the planning week because sometimes clients don't know it's obvious to say your competitors names but we really want to go deep we want to get to about 70 businesses that we can go and find this for you to have a deep view of exactly where the market's standing and where these people are hiding. So we create those lists for you. So we don't just think of them. We'll go out and research the market and find out who has the best team that does that skill set. And they may not even be relevant to industry, but they are doing really, really good work within that industry or within that, that, that kind of skill set. So we will then present that team to you and we'll say, this is why. So this is why we're presenting these businesses to you is because they have the best team that do this in the country etc 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 so we take you on the path from the very very beginning and you don't need to know everything i mean that's why the research matters is we yeah. we get to know everything 
on your behalf. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine it's quite daunting for people, especially if they don't know. Mm. They probably feel like, oh, I have to tell these guys, you know, but I think it's so awesome. It sounds like you make your clients really comfortable. And I mean, that in itself is just another massive insight that you provide. Absolutely. I think it's all about managing expectations. And from the very beginning, we keep the client in, in, in line, as well as making sure that we have touch bases with them once a week to make sure that they feel that they're valued, that we're doing the work, and that what they're spending their money on, they're really getting for. Um, I also have to say that, you know, it's whenever we do a mapping for a client, they come back. So, you know, at first, people don't tend to understand how it works or question yeah. what the process is. But once you've done it once, we've always got repeat business. So, I mean, I really truly Amazing. believe in this product. I think it's more engaging with the markets. It's not desktop. And I think our clients deserve to get a lot more out of recruitment um, than what we have been doing in the past. Absolutely. And, and Ryan, I think um, my trick question of the day, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of insight. There's a lot of information. It's, it's such a cool product and service. But what is, what is your favorite thing about a mapping? I love to understand business. So not only about the business and the sector that we're mapping out, but I love to find out what the business or the, the market thinks of that business. That is the, that's the most exciting thing for me. So the perceptions of markets are quite interesting. You might feel or think that someone thinks of you as this way, but to get true data and present that true data and see our clients' faces light up when they go, yes, you know, the market really loves what you're doing, yeah. or they love what you're doing, you've got such amazing leaders, I think just make sure that they, they also feel that they're on the right path as well. So I love the findings and, and reporting back on those findings. Yes, the people that we unearth as well, yeah. Um, you know, I've had occasions where people go, we will never find anyone else. We know the markets yeah. and we find 10 to 15 people they've never met um, and they're amazed at, at this. So, yeah. yeah, I really love the, the, the nuances of finding and feeding back the information that they may not know or have the time to go and find out. Definitely. I think time is a big thing, but uh, Ryan, it's very clear that you are passionate about this. Um, it's been amazing to chat to you. Thank you Thank for you. sharing your insight and expertise. And yeah, we look forward to chatting you, to you again in future. Thank you, Ayla. Thank you for the time. I do really appreciate this and it is something I could chat about all day long. So uh, let me know if you have any questions, but thank you for seeing me as your first quadcast. Yay. Hey, thank you.